0: Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey everyone, I'm Chris Eliza, CNN editor at large, and this is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know for Thursday, June the 23rd. The Supreme Court is wrapping up its blockbuster term. Today it handed down a major ruling on concealed weapons, even as a landmark gun safety bill overcomes a key hurdle in the U.S. Senate. So this morning, the Supreme Court struck down a long-standing gun law in New York that placed restrictions on carrying a concealed gun in public. The ruling is the widest expansion of gun rights in decades. The state law at the heart of the case required anyone who wants to carry a concealed handgun outside the home to show, quote unquote, proper cause for the license. The law was on the books in New York for more than a century. It could potentially allow more guns to be carried in public even as the country grapples with an epidemic of gun violence and some call for more gun control in their wake. The Supreme Court ruling was six to three, with conservative Justice Clarence Thomas writing the opinion, and all three liberal justices dissenting. The court says the second and 14th amendments of the Constitution protect the right to carry a gun outside the home. Listen to CNN's John King share the differences in opinions between Justice Stephen Breyer, who dissents, and Justice Samuel Alito, who's in the majority. Justice Breyer writes this in his dissent, the primary difference between the court's view and mine is that I believe the amendment allows states to take account of the serious problems posed by gun violence. I fear the court's interpretation ignores these significant dangers and leaves states without the ability to address them. Justice Alito directly comes back at that. Why, for example, does the dissent think it is relevant to recount the mass shootings that have occurred in recent days? And how does the dissent account for the fact that one of the mass shootings near the top of its list took place in Buffalo? The New York law at issue in this case obviously did not stop that perpetrator. It's a fascinating debate about whether the court should take into account changes in technology, changes in culture, Mm -hmm. uh, changes in just about everything. Mm -hmm. And the conservatives are saying no. Now, this ruling has implications for states with similar legislation, like California, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, and New Jersey. It represents a clear victory for gun rights advocates, but critics say the ruling puts even more roadblocks in the way of curbing gun violence. The National Rifle Association called the Supreme Court ruling a, quote, monumental and, quote, watershed win for gun owners. President Joe Biden said he's deeply disappointed by the ruling. He wrote in a statement today, quote, we must do more as a society, not less, to protect our fellow Americans, calling on state legislatures to, quote, enact and enforce common-sense gun laws to do so. New York Governor Kathy Hochul, a Democrat, says she's prepared to call the state legislature back into a special session to deal with the ruling. This is a deeply disturbing day. I mean, it is it flies in the face of everything we've been trying to do here to protect citizens This is not a new law. This has been the law in the state of New York since the early 1900s. That is what's so appalling, that that is not far back enough in history for them. They want to go back to the 1700s, 1780s. Heaven help us. New York City Mayor Eric Adams said, quote, Put simply, this Supreme Court ruling will put New Yorkers at further risk of gun violence. Adams added that the city has been preparing for the decision, saying, quote, We cannot allow New York to become the Wild West, end quote. New York Attorney General Letitia James also added her voice to that throng, saying the ruling was incredibly disappointing and that her office would work with other state bodies and officials to amend the licensing statute. That ruling came as the Senate is on the verge of passing the most significant gun legislation in decades. The Senate successfully broke a filibuster on the bill this afternoon, 65 to 34. That means the legislation is now on the downward slope towards a final vote. and It means 15 Republicans joined with all 50 Democrats to advance the bill. And on something as political as guns, that's a big deal. It's a landmark piece of legislation, and senators have plenty to say about it. Here was Democratic Senator Chris Murphy this morning on CNN. He's one of the lead negotiators in this bipartisan gun safety deal. Of course, this bill isn't everything that I would want. But the problem is, for 30 years, um, Republicans said we'll do nothing. Democrats said we want everything, and nothing got done. And so this is a way to break the logjam, and this bill in and of itself is going to save a lot of lives in this country. And here was Senator John Cornyn on the Senate floor today. He's the lead Republican negotiator for this bill. This bill does, however, include important targeted reforms, complete with robust due process protections that I believe in the end will keep our children and our community safe while respecting Second Amendment rights. Meanwhile, Republican Senator Rick Scott, who signed off on Florida's gun bill after Parkland, said he would oppose the package, both over concerns over due process and because he said it didn't go far enough to limit access for domestic abusers. If you're you're convicted uh, with this bill of domestic violence against your partner, you automatically uh, get your gun rights back in five years without any clemency process. Here's what the bill would accomplish. If passed, it would set aside $750 million for crisis intervention programs, encourage stronger reviews of adults under 21 who want to buy guns, and require more gun sellers to register as federally licensed firearms dealers. It would also close the so-called boyfriend loophole, so any individual convicted of domestic violence against an intimate partner would be barred from having a gun. That ad was a big win for Democrats, as they've pushed for that provision for a while. And while it's taken a lot of effort in Congress to get gun safety legislation this far, we should remind you that many gun control measures have pretty resounding support among Americans. As I've talked about and written about regularly in The Point, a 2021 Pew Research Center poll showed two-thirds of Americans supported a national gun registration database, and more than eight in ten wanted private gun sales and sales at gun shows to be subject to background checks. If it passes the Senate, the bill will have cleared its biggest obstacle. And that's looking hopeful after having cleared that filibuster vote. A final vote to pass the bill only requires a simple majority. It could come later today, but almost certainly will come by the end of the week. Then the bill will go to the House, where it also just needs a simple majority before President Biden can sign it into law. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening, and please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more of me and my political analysis, subscribe to The Point newsletter or catch my segments on CNN's YouTube channel. We'll talk to you tomorrow.